Hello and welcome everybody to episode three, a solo episode with your host, Elena Box. And I'm so excited to be here today to just check in with all of you. I have been blown away with your support. And so I wanted to come on today and give you a little bit of a backstory on how this podcast came to be and the intention behind it. So I'm going to take a deep breath in and exhale it out because to be honest, it is a bit scary (laughs) coming on here alone. I don't have anybody else to talk to and uh, bounce ideas off of. Um, I'm the kind of person I really have discovered that I need a lot of support. And even though I can come to a lot of ideas on my own and I can create a lot of things on my own, I really like having other people around, turns out. Um, So what is the intention behind this podcast? So as many of you who may know me personally, I have been an actress, a performer, a speaker, a teacher for many, many years. And about um, six or so years ago, I was still um, trying to work in comedy. And after years of performing stand-up comedy as a character comedian in the city in New York, um, I decided to make my own um, sketch comedy pilot. So I was able to do all of that and I was really proud of it. And right after it finished and was like ready to go, um, I hit this wall. It was like a, um, I don't know, like a spiritual wall where I didn't feel I could take it any further. And it was devastating, quite frankly. Um, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I think the main reason I was struggling so much was that at the time, my father was still sick with um, brain cancer. He had been diagnosed uh, about three years or two years or so prior. And so I think the big fear was, well, I want to begin. I want to, I want to really get my career going, but the thing with brain tumors is, especially his was incredibly aggressive. There was always this kind of looming, uh, sense of death overhead that, um, sat with me and walked with me for many years. And I didn't feel that I was strong enough at that time to go ahead, start this career, be this open public person when I knew that when he passed and around that time, I was going to need to completely break down. And so I guess in a way of protecting myself after producing the comedy pilot, I went into complete hermit mode. Um, It was after that that I began my shamanic studies because what coincided with my father's illness was I began to experience pretty intense uh, spiritual awakening. Uh, which came with all sorts of funky stuff. Um, I won't go into too many details here. We'll save that for another um, episode, spooky episode. Um, But when all that began happening, I thought, I'm really going to need some help here. And clearly things are beginning to open up. And I was craving a sense of guidance. And that was when I went down to Peru and I started uh, working with plant medicine and 
Yeah, I mean, that's like a whole other story. So I write a lot about this in my book that's coming out in January. I actually just decided on the publication date, which will be his death day. Um, January 8th of 2022 is when the book is coming to you. So a little bit back to this um, backstory. So coming into this hermit mode. And truthfully, I have been in a hermit mode. Talk about like quintessential, like the tarot card, the hermit. It's like the hermit, the fool, and the high priestess are like my my triple homies. Um, I've been very deeply in that mode for many years because as many of you know who have been on the spiritual path, it really requires quieting everything. And I acknowledge that it's a huge privilege that I was able to do that and have the space and have the resources to be able to completely disconnect from society. Because especially when all of these things were happening, culture was always always great, but society really didn't make a lot of sense. Um, So again, it was a huge privilege. I was able to really cut back everything and dissolve everything that I thought I knew I was. I was not the best company to be around during this time. You know, people would meet me at a party and they'd be like, so what do you do? And I'd be like, oh, well, I, I, I breathe, I live, um, I'm here with you. Like I didn't have any sense of self for a very long time. So I think the reason why I'm telling all of you this is a big part of the intention behind this podcast is this sharing because I've slowly begun to crawl my way out of this hermit mode. And, you know, many of you know me perhaps from my yoga teaching. Um, I was very lucky to teach for a number of years at my hometown yoga studio, Om Sweet Om, shout out. And that was a place where I was able to begin to offer my teachings. And thank you so much to the community there. I have such deep respect and love for all of the teachers and um, the students at Om Sweet Om. And like I said, this podcast is a sort of coming out. It's it's in the same mix of birthing this book. The book has been in process since my father passed in 2016. I began writing it and I kept picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down. And then it was at the beginning of January this year when I hit this again, like another spiritual you know, smacking my face against the wall. And I was like, what the bleep am I doing? You know, I'd moved back home, back to the East Coast after living in California for a few years. And I was back to square one and feeling really sorry, really pathetic for myself. And I had this moment, I was like, okay, I got to do something. And the first step I took, I knew I needed to get back into my uh, shamanic studies. Of course, I always have my Um, self-practice that I do, but I really was seeking uh, to learn with a mentor. And that's when I looked up the network of one of my teachers, Sandra Ingerman, and I found my shamanic teacher practitioner, Jan Lucier. So hopefully she's going to be a guest um, very soon. So I began a year-long apprenticeship with Jan, and I'm going to tell you guys a lot more about that when we have Jan on the show. She's just a total powerhouse elder, uh, crone, but like the most badass, like fiery, just 
magical woman. Um, so I began the apprenticeship and I started working with a business coach and the business coach, you know, I told her all of my things. I was like, you know, I used to work in politics and then I was a comedian and I'm a trained actress. And I gave her like this huge laundry list of like, this is who I am after years of like, again, coming back to this idea of like, this is who I am. This is what I'm trained in, which is wild after having like a complete, um, dissolution of the ego. But anyway, so I told her all the things. And the last thing I told her, I was looking up at my bookshelf and there was a book on that shelf that was given to me by my friend, Erica Sherman, shout out Erica Sherman. And it's called writing down the bones and it's by Natalie Goldberg. And I love her with all my heart. She's a, um, older Jewish woman from New York, uh, studied with Katagiri Roshi. She's a, so she studied Zen Buddhism for many years. And anyway, so this book is staring at me while I'm on the phone with this business coach. And the last thing to come out of my mouth was, well, and you know, there's, there's this book that I've been kind of writing because this book, uh, Natalie Goldberg's book is all about, uh, writing and the practice of writing and, and treating writing as a spiritual practice. So I tell her about the book and she's like, that's it. That's the thing that you need to do. She's like, just start writing it again and everything else will fall into place. So this was in January of 2021 and I got to it, you know, every day I would sit down to write. And as all of you writers out there know, sometimes it flows. Sometimes it's like, I don't know. It's like performing open heart surgery. It's, it's a whole thing. So I spent the entire winter writing this book that I had started. And so the book is all about my grieving journey and uh, bringing in the different tools that I cultivated over this, I mean, seven year um, deep dive into the world of death ever since my father was diagnosed in 2012. Um, and then now finally it's been almost six years since he's passed. And so it's been like a huge learning journey where again, I, I studied shamanism. I became a, an energy healer. I studied Reiki. Um, I also became a death doula. I did an entire training program with sacred crossings, Olivia Barraham. If you're ever interested, she's a phenomenal teacher. Um, so I've been, you know, gathering all of this like juicy wisdom and I was like, okay, I need to do something with it. You know, like this was this next step of teaching. I thought I felt so alone when I was going through my grieving process. And not only that, um, something that isn't spoken often about is what's called anticipatory grieving, which is what happens when we are anticipating the passing of a loved one. And that can go on for years and it's, it's grueling and it's, it's almost hard to even um, acknowledge and own that. So again, this book is like a birthing of all of the ways in which I learned how to hold myself in my grief and how to celebrate it and how to, you know, digest it and spit it out and celebrate like, like, like open and shine my heart to the stars and be like, heck yeah. You know, it's this very, um, sensual, uh, practice. It's a bit taboo too. Um, because as we luxuriate in the world of death, it gives us this opportunity to relish life. And I think that is 
what wanted to come through most, especially with everything we've been going through um, in 2020, my God, you know, we have been surrounded in this world, in this, in this, um, there has been like a consciousness of fear. If you look up, uh, there's a book called Watiko, the Watiko mind virus by Paul Levy. And so there's been kind of like this, um, awareness of fear and, and thoughts around death, certainly, but more thoughts around avoiding it and avoiding that same thing, which is opening our hearts to other people. Because what have we been taught? Close yourself off, put your mask on, stand six feet away. If you see someone walking towards you on the sidewalk or on a trail or on the beach, put your mask on. Don't, you know, so we've been closing ourselves and closing ourselves and closing ourselves and kind of, um, being surrounded in this bubble of like, fear and avoidance of death. And so that is a big part of the intention on the book is let's, let's open, let's crack ourselves open and say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to die. One day I will die. And something that came actually, I, I watched a video. Oh my God, going with grace. And I'm forgetting her name. I'm blanking, but 100% go to Instagram, look up going with grace. She is a total powerhouse. She talks about death daily. And she brought up this topic or this idea. And she said, every single year we are unknowingly passing our death day. And it's very true. When we lose someone, we not only celebrate their birthday, but we celebrate their death day. So, you know, I'm publishing my book on my dad's death day. And isn't that amazing that for every single year of his life, he was passing this day unknowingly. And now it's a day that I celebrate and I do something intentional for him. And I create a little altar for him. Um, and so again, coming back to the book and the intention on this teaching is how can we, by honoring what is the most challenging in life, the things that we grieve and grief is not only the passing of a person, it's the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of a home, the loss of a pet. I mean, insert here, whatever it is you are mourning. And not only that, we are constantly changing and shifting and allowing old parts of ourselves to die off, to be reborn. And so coming into this relationship and dance and honoring that grief gives us an opportunity to invite in a more fantastic relationship with joy and with celebration of life. And so that is the inspiration for the Ode to Joy podcast is that I crave for it to be a space that I invite in conversations with people where we discuss what are the things that broke your heart most? What are the things that completely brought you to your knees? And how did you navigate your way back into resonance? Because my God, we all need this now. We not only need to learn this for ourselves, but we need to teach other people that. And to say there is no one right way. Your way is perfect and is good. So in a nutshell, that is the intention of the podcast. It's coming out in junction uh, with the book that will be coming out again in January of 2022. And so a big part of this is me coming out of my little hermit shell and 
to be perfectly frank and open with you guys, I have been so freaking scared for so long to come out of my little shell and show you guys who I am. I mean, you know, little glimpses, little pieces. I'm weird. I'm zany. I have all these different voices that I do. I haven't done any in this podcast really, but you'll see. Um, and there was a huge fear that was like, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not a big part women, ladies out there. I feel, I know you're going to feel me on this. Like a big part of it was body image BS being like, well, I'm not at the, my, my goal weight. I'm not toned enough this and that, you know, I can't do a photo shoot because they're going to see, I've got a, I've got a little bit of roles. And I had this huge realization in my morning practice this morning. I was like, I'm a woman. My body was built to house life. And so doesn't it make sense that it should have a little bit of fat in there? Like, don't we want fat babies? Hello. (laughs) I mean, we've spent all these years trying to like fit it into these tight little pants and, you know, restrictive things like, oh my God, let's just let ourselves enjoy a bit more. So again, like I am throwing that all out in the best way that I can. Of course, it's always going to be a journey, but I just wanted you all to know like that's been a huge part of why I haven't opened myself up to bearing my soul with you all is that I didn't feel I was um, good enough for you. And guys, it's 2021. Like we're done. We're done with that narrative. It's over. Like if you are thinking that for yourself, it's done. Okay. We are here to share our gifts, to share the things that we have learned and to teach them. You know, I think about my friends who are phenomenal singers and actors and dancers and performers or thinkers and writers and dreamers and all of these different things. And why are we holding ourselves back? At what point do we think someone's going to come to us and say, you have permission you are good enough. You've made it. You're smart enough. You're dedicated enough. All of these things. Now you can birth that thing into the world. It's never going to happen. We have to give ourselves that permission and what a joy that is to come to that. Um, so thank you for allowing me to share this. And I am really eagerly anticipating um, and I'm excited for the conversations that are to come. And I'm just here along with this ride and this journey with you all. And I give you deep, deep bows. And I honor every single one of you whose ears my voice is gracing or touching <laughs> today. And I just love you all very, very deeply. And I'll talk to you all very soon. Namaste. Aloha.